0: From the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, J.P. Shadrick with Cameron Wolf of NFL Network. Covers the Jaguars quite a bit from South Florida, but makes his way through the AFC South as well. And and here we are in an offseason that has not quite been normal for the Jaguars over recent history, right? I mean, a playoff run up against the cap and players you want to bring back around.
1: Uh, going into free agency this is a good place to be absolutely don't have to worry about the number one overall pick no coaching search instead you're talking about what's the next step from what was already a good year and so Talking about talking to people here at the Combine, there's a lot of excitement about where the Jags can go next. We saw that playoff run where you get that 27-point comeback. You saw how they ended at the end of the season. Those are experienced reps that help a team as they move forward. And I think there's a lot of confidence throughout the league in what Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are building going forward. They had their franchise quarterback. Now it's more about retaining your pieces after an offseason, really several offseasons where they built th- – built, whether free agency or through the draft, now it's bring back our core, add a little bit more, and see if we can go a little bit further now that we have some reps.
0: It was interesting how Doug Peterson, when he first started there, his first stated goal was to earn the trust back of the players of the organization. It felt like as the summer went along and into training camp, that had kind of built, but you really saw that when this team didn't win a game in October and they were still in the games and believed in the process and didn't pack up and go to Cancun. we got half a season left. They started winning the football game. So that consistent messaging from Doug was huge in year one. I don't think it's going to change at all. That's what Doug is, right? He's a a consistent messaging
1: head coach. He understands that what he says really matters. Yeah, I don't know that there's a lot of teams that would have been able to respond after that run. A lot of times your players check out. It's like, hey, it's just not our year. Hey, it is what it is. We'll give it better luck next year. But I, I don't know whether you call it the Raiders game. To me, it was the Ravens game. I was at that game where you saw them win. That fourth quarter comeback for the first time, and then it became a routine for them. But you saw them, you saw Trevor, and you're like, wow, this team did it against a playoff team. And What's next? And every time what's next came and it was a little bit bigger and they gained confidence, you could literally see it. They're gaining confidence throughout the season. And you mentioned Doug Peterson. Like, I think one of the first things that stood out to me, I was there in training camp. Guys are happier. You know, it's a drastic difference than what they had previously with Urban. And, you know, Doug brings the calming presence that they, this team really needed. And so I think it's a great balance between him and Trevor. I think this team has a young core and they really started to establish themselves. In who they were they're not gonna a lot of people look at the Jags as a certain certain brand of football a certain team I think they started redefining how people looked when they saw the Jags on the schedule it's no longer hey we got an easy win it's oh man we got the Jags this team is never gonna give up and so I'm excited about what's next for this team you know talking with you know I spent some time with Trevor in the Pro Bowl and and it's funny seeing how guys gravitate to you after you have some success. You know, stars in the league coming up to him, giving him handshakes, talking to him. There's always the recruiting that goes on there. And I think the way he had success, the way the team has success, now you start to have more players who want to come play here, which I think has been a long time since you can say that.
0: It's been a while.
1: Cameron Wolf with us from NFL Network, and that leads us to the quarterback. I mean, he
0: has that mindset to handle – Certainly the adversity we saw that in his rookie season He was the guy that had to go up there on the podium every week and answer questions about everything that was going on and then Can also handle the prosperity to go with that and you know, he's just a guy from Cartersville, Georgia still, you know But he still can be a superstar in the league He has all that mixed in together and that and then you put the leadership ability on top of it and not turning the ball over I mean the guy can be in the
1: small marketplace, a superstar in the NFL. It's already growing and trending in that direction. Yeah, I think that he could be a top-five quarterback in this league. I I don't think that, I say that without any hesitation, I think when you talk about the AFC quarterbacks like Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert and Allen, there's no reason why Lawrence isn't right there with them. And I think that, you know, you do it another year, I think that's when you start to get your name in that category, but on the field, he showed he can be that player. And I remember about mid- second half of the season I had a conversation with Press Taylor and he said it was about week eight week nine where he just felt like things clicked for Lawrence he was like the reality of it is you got a guy who's a five-star quarterback he's been the most talented guy on the field and you try to convince him to be in a quarterback friendly system and maybe it didn't always like immediately gel but at some point he took over he like embraced the system and he really took ownership of the team And you can see it the way he changed plays at the line of scrimmage the way that he rallied his players and the receivers and like some of the receivers like Christian Kirk told me in the locker room one time just kind of the real heart to heart conversations they would have with themselves where Lawrence would take responsibility for stuff that wasn't his responsibility and that's the first step as a quarterback of leadership your players respect that and I think that That element is what Trevor Lawrence, next step of him is. This year was proving probably to himself and probably to everyone else that, hey, he is that guy the Jaguars drafted. Next step is the confidence, the leadership of not only am I that guy, I'm the guy to lead you guys to things you've never, never seen here. And so I don't think that they're scared of what's going to come this year. Because I'm going to tell you, they're going to be the favorites in the AFC South. They're going to be the team that everybody's talking about. What are they going to do? Can they take that next step from winning a playoff game? And that's a scary spot. Expectations are a scary thing to manage. But with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence there, I don't think that they're going to be afraid of that challenge. Expectations with a first-place schedule
0: to go with that, too. Things get a little tough. They're always tough in the NFL. Cameron Wolf with us. All right, so let's get to the business now a little bit of this offseason. And we heard Trent Baalke the other day at the podium say they, they spoke with Jawan Taylor's representation here in Indianapolis. It feels like that's the tougher of the Taylor versus Ingram free agent re-signing. It sounds like Ingram's trending the right direction, always has been. Both sides kind of want it. That usually gets done. But the Jawan Taylor thing's tough because... He had his, he had his best season yes. it was a contract year yes. super consistent guys never really missed a game never really missed a play I think until later in the season when when he, you know Walker little had to play half the game at right tackle
1: anyway they'd love to have him back but how do they get him back I don't know if they can get him back problem is everybody needs offensive tackles and his agent knows that everybody needs offensive tackles and because of that there's probably a desire to see what the market truly holds that's why this indie period of free agency goes on I know it's technically not legal but there are conversations about hey what do you think it would cost let's say if Jawan Taylor hit free agency and so there's a lot of those conversations that'll happen and they get to realize their value um, you heard Trent balky talk about the win-win I'm sure there's a number of the Jags feel comfortable with Clearly, they don't feel the same number right now, or a deal would be done. And so, do they get to that number? Do you, let, do you let them walk? I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation with Juwan because you have Walker a little there. But, uh, you know, you always need multiple tackles, more than two often in this league. Are you comfortable with Walker taking on all this responsibility now in a full-time role with nothing to kind of fall back on? Um, and so I think that's how they have to balance it. And this year, unlike previous years, there's not an endless amount of cap space. You have to be a little bit more judicious in what you, what you make decision-wise. So I'm sure there's a... a A break number where hey this is the highest we're willing to go and and Evan Ingram's contract is going to have a factor in that as well I know um Trent Balky told me there he's going to be a Jaguar in 2023 Evan Ingram it's just the 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 method right because if you can't get a long-term deal done you have to use the franchise tag at least temporarily and then that's not a and that's not an option for Jawan Taylor. And so these are these are things that all kind of come into the balance of this. Um, another element that probably people aren't talking about is the offense became a lot more of a quick strike offense in the second half of the season. Uh, one of the fastest offenses in the league as far as getting the ball out of their hand, Doug Peterson, the scheme. It really helps the offensive line. And so because of that, do you spend more resources on weapons and focusing on um surrounding Trevor with those and say, hey, maybe we take a little bit more of the younger route on the offensive line. And there's other positions you got to figure out too, you know, the guard position as well. And so these are these are hard questions. These are the things that uh, you know, they get paid the big bucks to do. But I think it's a lot better for Jaguars fans to have these decisions versus, you know, rebuilding a whole roster. Well, which other teams in the division are really having
0: to do right now. Cameron Wolf is with us from NFL Network. Let's let's go down to Houston, new head coach. We heard D'Amico Ryan's speaking uh, earlier this week at the combine and of course in indy they've had a coaching change again they've got to figure out the quarterback spot we've heard that before um and then in tennessee the running backs not getting any younger and the gm said they don't really want to build it around one player well they've been doing that for a while in tennessee so those other three teams have much bigger fish to fry i think than the jaguars right now it can turn Quickly. You can also, you know, not play up to expectations and things can get weird. But it is set up for this Jaguars team to dominate this division. At least, you know, not dominate. That's too strong a word. It's the NFL but control things in the AFC
1: South for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. Uh, It's interesting to hear, but the Jaguars are by far the most stable team in that division, the only team that has a true franchise quarterback at that point. And we know this league's a quarterback-driven league. And so from that point, they're already multiple steps ahead of everybody else in the division. But now you become the chase. And so everybody's building their team of how do we get past the Jags. And so this is going to be an interesting offseason to see which of the teams make that push, particularly at the quarterback position to try to narrow that gap Houston's got the number two pick and so are they a team that makes a splash for one of the top quarterbacks that's what we expect at this point how can he transition you know they're behind but they're also a team that has two first round picks D'Amico Ryan's a coach that has a lot of respect throughout the league and so that's a team that's going to be nipping up your your ankle soon and Tennessee's at a at an interesting uh, midpoint because they had been be kings of the division, and now they're in a position where is Ryan Tannehill going to be there long term, is it just this year, or is it not at all? And new GM there, so they're going to have a new style of player they're going to want there. <laughs> They have always been tough, but do they take that step back to take the step forward? That's something to watch there. And then when you talk about Andy, they have gone through the quarterback carousel five or six years in a row. Um, and so they've got to figure it out. Four, number four pick, I think there'll be another team that's going to be aggressive in finding that quarterback. And so what. I think you're looking at Houston with a new quarterback. I think you're looking at um, you're looking at Indianapolis with a new quarterback at the very least. And so those rookies are are the players that they have to grow into. But at the same time, Trevor and the Jags have an advantage because they have a year three guy who's already been battle tested, already been in playoff games, and you feel like you have a step up, but at the same time, like you said it's the NFL, you can't get comfortable. Uh, not at all. What's your duties the rest of the week here at Indy? So for me, I am going to get a nap. <laughs> it's been a long week. Uh, the combine, for people who don't know, it's just an endless circle of, of just being out and talking to people, whether it's in these conference calls, whether it's on TV, or whether it's at some restaurant or bar late at night. And so uh, I need to get my nap in. And so I, I've got a I've got a little bit of a, a gap in my schedule, with some dinner, and then talking some more free agency and draft with people tonight. So that is, that is my schedule. I'll be back here tomorrow, talk some TV. Uh, of some nfl teams and some prospects and go home on friday
0: thanks for the time you do great work sleep well we'll Absolutely. see you soon we will do appreciate you my man